Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to His Word being preached. So God says in His Word, He made us so we could fellowship with Him, so we could be with Him. So that's the first opdracht, that's the first assignment. If we look at Genesis, God made you firstly to be with Him. So obviously we as humans, we um, submitted unto Satan, gave authority over, and then God says, this is not my plan. I want everybody that wants to be with me, I want them to be able to say yes to my invitation of just firstly belonging to me and being with me. And then the Bible and, and, and the fruits of many people's lives will show you there's lots of amazing outflow when we are with God. But God actually didn't create us to pursue outflow Although it's really good when we want good fruits that point people to Jesus. But God created us firstly just to be with him. So now when the separation came, he said, I will send my son. And each person that says, yes, Jesus Christ was born of the Father. Mary was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. God is physically in the natural and also the Spirit, his Father. I believe this. I believe he died and then rose again so that I can say yes to life. So God says, when we say yes to this truth, We will be reconciled with him. We will be born again. But now there's this fight for us to be distracted by anything and everything so that we are not drawing close to God just to be with him. So the good news is God gave authority to man over the earth. And God, when he says something, he sticks to it. So that's why when man gave it away, Jesus had to become man physically born. It could have happened in the spiritual realm, but God said, no, I gave authority on earth to man. We've got authority. He says, I gave authority to man. Man gave it away. So Jesus became man and in the natural paid extreme price for it to be taken back. For everybody that says yes, we're saying yes to his authority. So now when we pray, when we speak life, when we encourage people, we must understand that we, we are partnering with God already. Like even before you stepped into this place, if you belong to Jesus before you came here tonight, you were partnering with him as you were entering into this place. So God is not far away and we need to, to get him closer and, 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 and scream for help. I mean, I've screamed for help and pray, nothing wrong with that. But there's <laughs> times. But um, because we can always be honest with God. The thing is, God has invited us to partner with him still today, like yesterday, like tomorrow, to release on earth with our words what's going on in heaven. So we've been partnering with him all along since like Jesus came back, he said, and even before Jesus, um, God was giving priests and people to speak to the people so they could partner in relationship, hear what he's saying and go for it. So the good news is when we pray, God is more excited about heaven and truth and life being released through our lips in South Africa than we are. For he is the one that sent his son to die for this place, to die for you, to die for me, to die for a neighbor, to die for a colleague, whether they're really nasty and reject you all the time and whether they're really kind, atheist type of people. Like Jesus, his love sent, God's love sent Jesus to die so we can partner with what comes out of our mouth, with what comes out of our hands, with the actions that we do. So that is the good news. So we're going to pray tonight just for South Africa, for each other. And um, there's, such a, there's such power in declaring because God said, 
He spoke, and the earth was here. He created with speaking. God still wants to create, and he still does create through our speaking, because we are partnering with him, saying, Holy Spirit, would you show me what to pray? The word of God over and over says, um, you know, you can ask me if you need wisdom, whether it's for prayer or business transaction, ask me, I'll give it to you. The word says, um, you don't have, because you ask amiss. In other words, we can ask inside his will and outside his will. So it's amazing. All the pressure is on God. The only thing that we need to be is willing to say, Holy Spirit, okay, I want to speak life over my friend over South Africa. Would you show me what to, what to preach in the Spirit over, what to release, what to pray over them? So um, God has been really challenging me the last few months to enjoy his presence. He was challenging me with this. Just over and over, I realize that when I go to pray, when I want to press in for worship, sometimes my focus is, hey, I better, I better press, press in. I better focus on what the Holy Spirit wants to say. Yes, we must focus, but we can be motivated by fear in following God, and we can be motivated by the absolute joy that it is to taste and know His presence, to taste and know who He is. So tonight, we're going to do an exercise. We're going to practice enjoying the presence of God. And then from that place, we start speaking the things He stirs in our heart. But the thing is, when we start saying yes to the freedom and the love of Christ, it's just so much easier to start declaring truth than when we are focused on the fear of maybe missing out on the slipstream of the Holy Spirit, on missing out what the Lord is saying. And I want to encourage you and say, God has been doing mighty things in this country for many years. And um, the Lord was just speaking to me the last while. Um, that one week when all the action was happening, I kept on getting super excited. I would hear people getting um, very angry, very frustrated. And I'm not saying they're not allowed. I'm just saying, I prayed to God and I said, am I confused, Lord? Am I hearing you incorrectly? Because there's this thing stirring in my spirit. I keep on feeling like this is your goodness. Um, if we look in Hosea, where, um, where, I'm going Michael Hosea. What's his real name? <laughs> Sorry, Redeeming Love is this amazing Christian book where Hosea, yeah, it's not Michael. Um, anyway, so he's, so he's just Hosea. Sorry. I, Danny. Danny found Redeeming Love. So in that book, what the Lord said is, my people, my bride, when you keep on running for me for very long, and I've called you back, and I've called you back, and you have not said yes to those opportunities. What I'll do, the Lord says, and as I can go read it, I'll put thorn bushes in your way. And we must understand, um, we here in cities and stuff, so we not, not all of us are familiar with thorn bushes, but we must understand a serious thorn bush, when you run into it, you will lose your sight and potentially your life if it sticks in the wrong places and you are not tended to. So it's quite a violent, like a hectic thing. But God is so willing to go really far for his bride. And we see this by the empty cross. So in Isaiah, the Lord said, I'll put thorn bushes in her way so that she will return to me. So in that week of the shaking of the economy, and two or three days later, God physically started shaking the earth with the art bearings that were happening. Um, sorry. When I say stuff in Afrikaans, you have to shout it in English. Earthquakes, thank you, trans Google Translate. Show for Joburg Translate. So God started shaking the earth, and 
as those earthquakes were happening, I was saying, Lord, you're trying really hard to wake up your bride, saying, wake up, I'm here. He was saying, wake up, I'm here. So in the time, before that, I already decided I'm definitely going to go pray for our country and bloom. But when that happened, I was just like, Lord, you're so serious about us turning back to you. Your goodness is so evident in the thorn bushes because it's his goodness. If he didn't care about the bride, he'd he'd say, you can go to the other lovers. Although I want you, you can just go. But he says he's got such a desire to be with us, to partner with us, to see our lives restored, to see everybody we walk by receive healing, deliverance, encouragement, love, maybe just a high five, which means somebody's acknowledged. God's got such a desire. He said, I'll go to extreme lengths to turn you back to me. So um, a friend of mine was worried. He said, um, because in scripture, it, it states clear that we can pray in and outside God's will. And a friend of mine awesome godly man and with a beautiful heart was saying, you know, he's worried that people are not going to pray like, you know, in God's will when we, we gather on the Saturday. And I said, that's, that's a good question. But what came up to me um, while he was saying that and, and after that the whole time is when we do prophetic acts, like in the word when there was a war and the Lord said, you go sing in the front and that's how you will win it. When we are obedient to God, the kingdom of heaven will come. Whether we've got a lot of revelation or a little revelation. We've got a lot of understanding or a little understanding. Each time we are obedient to the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of heaven will come. Whether it's buying lunch for two and you go give it to the colleague or buying lunch for one, when we are obedient to the Holy Spirit, the kingdom will come. And it just feels like God was impressing in my heart that when people take their finances and their time to get up, to travel to another place, to declare that their only hope is not a politician or this or that, although we pray for politicians, we encourage um, godly politicians. When we declare that our hope is not in that, by going, something shifts in the spirit just by going. I mean, my friend's friend once responded to an altar call. He's this heavy skater boy, surfer dude vibe. And he, he responded to the altar call. So by the time he, walk, he stepped up and walked to the front, there was, there was something shifting in the spirit because he said, I'm going to show with my outside what I believe in my inside. That's why something shifts in the spirit when we get baptized because he's showing in the outside, I declare this is what has happened in my inside. I've been died dead and I'm risen again with Jesus. I'm you know, being reborn again. So this guy walks to the front. So God has shifted his heart already, whether there's an amazing salvation prayer or nothing. Because he shifted, there's a shift happening. And what the, so my friend goes to stand with him, and this guy is just like crying and just responding to the love of God. And he said, Lord, I'm sorry for being so hoarse. <laughs> and that was, his, that was his response. And that was beautiful because that was his heart. And my friend was just praying for him. So I want to encourage you and say, in our country, every time we are taking a step of obedience, we're partnering with the actual kingdom of heaven coming down. Because Jesus said, he taught us how to pray. He said, we must say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done as it is in heaven. Let that come down. So God's desire is to bring heaven down. And through one of the ways we bring heaven down is through prayer. That's literally, we speak things into being in the name of Jesus. We speak things into being by partnering with Jesus Christ. And even in the times when we are not 
And we're not busy with official prayer. And we are speaking. We must understand that the word of God says your words always have power. So I want to encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to show you when you sometimes still speak deaf just out of a habit or a culture. Because those words have power. There's life and there's death. So when I say, how are you doing? Yeah, it's going amazing. Um, that's, that's a culture thing in Afrikaans, just to say death, to say death, to say death. And um, the, the great news is God says he renews our mind by the washing of the word. Well, it's actually, it's a commandment. Renew your minds by the washing of the word. And then what's, what happens is what comes out of our mouth starts to change. An amazing mighty woman of God, Amanda LaRue, from Stanaton once told me, if you want to grow in a, being a prayer warrior and being a prayer and being an intercessor, she's in Mariette, watch what comes out of your mouth when you're not interceding. Do not, par- do not partner with death. Do not partner with speaking down. Do not partner with laughing at people in a place of mockery. In Psalm 1, it says how very unblessed it is not to mock, to even sit with people that do mock. So there's a place of purity, of healing that God wants to bring in our mouths so that when, whether we're asleep or awake, in intercession or just hanging out with a friend, God wants to release life. And it's the same mouth. We don't have two mouths, you guys. We don't have two hearts or two brains. This is this, is this channel that we have to speak life. And we can choose. Yes, God's gracious. If we want to speak like horrible stuff and we want to curse instead of speaking life, we can. You're not, not going to go to heaven. But I don't want to miss out on partnering with God and where he called me to release life. So we get to choose what's going on here, how welcome the Holy Spirit feels with us. So, amen. Let's, God, let's start enjoying. <laughs> so let's close our eyes. And I want you to, out loud, we're just going to start saying, acknowledging the presence of God. So what we're going to do is, we're just going to start by saying, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. So Jesus, we just say thank you. You can say it a few times, you can say it in different ways. Thank you for your presence, God. Thank you, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence that's here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just thank him. Just thank him that is here. We're just thankful, God. We're just thankful. Now I want you to, while your eyes are closed, the Holy Spirit is going to show you a picture of what to pray for. It'll maybe be a picture. Maybe it'll be a thought. Maybe it'll be a little specific scripture. Maybe it'll be just one random name that you need to pray for. So let's just wait on him and say, Lord... We're here to pray for people in this nation and for this nation. And different people are called for different things. So you might be praying for a politician and your friend might be encouraged to pray for her brother. And if that's the point, the body is different. So Holy Spirit, would you come and show us? Who do you want to start with to pray for right now, God? All of you that are here, you can already hear God's voice because you heard him to come here tonight. He invited you so that you don't have to have fear of not hearing him. You already hear his voice. Might be just a scripture, just one ra- If nothing pops up, just go, Lord, just give me one name. It can be a family, a sibling, a member, a family member, parliament, colleague, anybody. 
and he's not going to necessarily speak in a loud, extremely like a movie God speaking voice. It might be just mostly a thought that just pops up into your head. And when the enemy says, you made that up, just go, that's good confirmation. Because that's what he does nine out of ten times when I speak to God and God speaks to me. The first pop, um, often the first thought that pops in after the Lord has told me what to do, the enemy will go, you made that up. Then I'm like, really? Why would I want to fast if the Lord doesn't say, I didn't make that up? But thank you for that confirmation. Amen. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. So what we're going to do now is we're going to start praying out loud just for that person. Um, or that place, yeah, just for one minute, we're just going to start praying. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to start praying for Parliament. God, thank you, God. You've got a heart for those people, and I pray, Jesus, Lord, that you'll stir the hearts, Lord, of the people in Parliament to you, Jesus. Would you turn their hearts to you, God? Would you turn their hearts to you, God? Holy Spirit, thank you, Father, that you are the one, Lord, that creates life, God. You hold the hearts of Amen. 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 See, see how clearly we hear God's voice. He's so excited to speak and to change and create life through our lips. He's got such a desire. Um, and now we're going to pray in groups of two or three. And I just want to encourage you with regards to the power of agreement. So agreement is when Somebody speaks something, and you feel something in your spirit or heart. What do you, your tummy, you can call it whatever, but there's something that just goes, yes, that's true, I do agree. And then we say amen. And we must understand that there's power in saying amen, because there's power in unison of creating life, of speaking life, of, of, of speaking life from heaven, speaking heaven down here to earth. And then I want to also encourage you, whether you feel nothing, there's no Holy Spirit, there's no tummy, there's nothing you feel, but you know in your mind, this person is speaking life. You can just choose to say amen. And I encourage you, there's some of us here, we hear the Holy Spirit often, but because there's not a feeling partnered with it, sometimes we think, we, sometimes we think uh, okay, well, I'm not feeling full of faith. Um, I had an experience like that driving in the car here tonight. Um, I was praying, and I was excited. I was like, show me what to pray, Lord. Um, and um, I just felt nothing, but like nothing. But I could just hear my mouth going, just declaring life over, over South Africa, circumstances in my work, whatever. I was speaking and speaking feeling nothing. So this thought pops up, yeah, but is this going to be effective if you're not feeling anything? And I'm just like, yes, that's good confirmation. Thank you for wanting to bring doubt or wanting to say it's not going to happen. So I want to encourage you guys. There are really times where I have felt nothing in the natural, where I couldn't feel the Holy Spirit, and I feel Him quite often, where I felt nothing, and I've prayed stuff really quickly, and it was in tune with the Lord. And then those things came true, and I was almost more shocked than the person that had to receive the miracle 
whatever it is. So I want to encourage you guys, it's not about what you feel, although sometimes we do have a feeling in the Holy Spirit, like, wow, something's happening. But don't lose heart and don't lose focus when you feel nothing, because the kingdom of heaven will come every time we proclaim the gospel. Because Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for people's lives to change, to go instead of hell, they go to heaven because they just heard something coming from my mouth. So whether we are speaking the gospel or praying the gospel, do know that it's the power of, of God unto salvation. So what we're going to do now is we're going to, if you're comfortable, if you rather want to pray on your own, that's fine too. So if you, we, we're going to pray in groups of two or three, not more than three, please. And if you're comfortable, the person or the people you were praying for, now we're going to pray in agreement. So I was praying on my own for Parliament, now I'm going with these awesome people, and I take my turn to pray for Parliament, and they say amen. If God shows them a word or a thought pops up, they can pray it and add it to my prayer and say, yes, amen. But whether nothing shows, but they just choose with their mind to say, I realize she's speaking life, and she's speaking in Jesus' name. I want to say amen. I want to agree, because I'm adding spoken word. I'm adding to the momentum of what's being spoken from heaven, straight through our mouths, onto earth, into parliament, because there's power when we speak that. So is that okay if we turn to in groups of two and three, and we can take turns to pray for the things or the people that we had on our heart? We're going to have four minutes for that. Amen. Amen. So for the next part of our prayer, um, we're just going to pray for four specific things in South Africa. Um, the first one is for marriages. I don't know if you know, but there are many marriages in this country where um, the enemy has done a lot of effort. And it all looks natural because thoughts the enemy speaks to us in a natural um, thought that pops into your head. He doesn't dance in a tutu saying, ha, start worshiping me. That would be really great if he did that because we could go, no, thank you, go away. But now he comes and he, he just drops in thought. And I just feel I want to share this. Um, let's say I'm married. From me going from super happy and faithful to my husband to me jumping into bed with another man, I'm not super duper happily married. And then the next second, I'm like, oh, I struggle with lust. I'm going to sleep with this guy now. It doesn't, it doesn't happen like that mostly. Mostly it starts with an emotional thought, a thought of a person that I entertain in my marriage. Instead of taking that a thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, like the word says, and bringing it into the light with my husband and with a best friend, instead of that, you just start dwelling on that thought. And then from there, the thought can increase because it's that thought that the enemy has pew, pew, sent your way. Although it's just a normal, it sounds like your tone of voice, the thought, the enemy sends it like that. So when we let it linger, whether it's a thought with a regards to lust for food or lust for people, it's the same principle. And from there, if we allow it, it will grow. And it will grow. And then from there it starts, I will maybe, you know, instead of seeing this other man in, in a group like we always do, maybe I'll just say yes if he says, don't you want to, um, yeah, I'm just here around the corner for coffee. You want to, you know, join in. It's just little steps of disobedience leads to death. And little steps of obedience will always lead to life. So I want to encourage you and say we need to be vigilant with our thought life. Because the enemy wants to come plant very small, seemingly insignificant, 
seemingly not Satan or demonic or whatever you want to call it, Fayant, Chocha, Scalum, it's all the same. He wants to come and plant us, but we need to be vigilant and say, Holy Spirit, would you teach me to discern my thought life? Would you teach me, when is it me, when is it the Lord, and when the enemy is wanting to entice me, little by little by little. So that I just wanted to share, because that's a basic godly principle that a lot of people that are in marriages that are Christian didn't know, and they didn't have friends that loved them enough to speak honest to them. So there's a lot of brokenness, and there's a few people in the last few months that have been contacting me, say, please, would you pray for my marriage? So um, I was so excited when I'm Angus, when we were just one point, I'm sure you were 1.9, because 1.7 on eye tickets, and not everybody registered for parking. When all these people were praying for the marriages of this country, because God's heart is marriage. That's his heart. So we're going to pray for marriages. For hum- we're gonna for, it's got four points. Marriages of South Africa. We're just going to speak life, 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 life over marriages. Because God can do anything in a split second. He is that mighty. We're going to pray for human trafficking. You guys, a lot of people, women, men, and kids, are stolen from streets. Or they tell them, do you want to have a job? Um, do you want this job, like come play soccer in South Africa, or do you want to um, become a hairdresser or whatever? And then these people go, yeah, what an opportunity. I have to leave my family and go far. But then when they come with the ship or the plane, they say, okay, cool, now you owe me, this is a true example, like then they'll say, you owe me, let's say, 30000 And they go, I, I don't have that. And go, That's cool, you can work it off. I'll just keep your passport till then. And these women and kids and men are yeah, kept in places like Mavericks, like um, brothels, private places. So let us be praying for these kids and men and women. It's, it's all ages and it's both sexes. So we're going to pray for marriages, for human trafficking, that God will save people, that he'll show us where we can do something. Um, uh, marriages, human trafficking. We're going to pray for addiction, many um, addictions all over um, our nation that is that is breaking the the fruit of that addiction is breaking a marriage or somebody losing a job and there's no finances for that family so a lot of different fruits coming out but the enemy just coming and getting people addicted because they where we don't know the encouragement of god i fully understand when a safe unsafe person runs to somewhere else for encouragement so we don't have to judge people because we're broken then we just don't understand the gospel. We must pray for these people. So it's, um, what's your name? Sorry, I'm just like, whoa. Human, yeah, marriages, human trafficking, addiction. And the last one, we're going to pray for the unsaved to get to know Jesus. Okay, so is it okay with you if we kneel down and take hands to pray for those four specific things? If you're comfortable, if, it, if it's a bit difficult for you, you're so welcome to just stay sitting down. And I'm going to ask you to take the hands of the person next to you. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we want to start by praying for marriages, God. We just want to release life, God. Any life you can think of, just speak it over marriages. Let's go for it. Amen. When you're ready, we're going to start praying now just for human trafficking, and that people will be saved and that God will mobilize the body and the unsaved to rescue those people. Let's pray. 
Yeah, Lord Jesus, we want to specifically pray, pray for the human traffickers, God, the pimps, God, and people that traffic them. Would you give them dreams, Jesus, where they see you? Would you save them, Jesus? We know it's not impossible. We just want to speak life, Jesus Christ, resurrection life, over every person that is part of trafficking, the people in the police, in the scorpions, wherever, God. Would you let them be saved, Holy Spirit? Would you give them crazy dreams where they see heaven and they see hell, God, so that they will wake up in Jesus' name and see you. We say pimps and traffickers, wake up spiritually in the name of Jesus. Wake up and see Jesus. We know it's not impossible. We know you are so able, God. So we just release sight to see and ears to hear for the spirit of the people that are trafficking people. We know it's not too late. They can turn to you, God. They can turn to you, God, and many will be saved in Jesus' name. We bless them and forgive them and say, save them, Jesus. Save them, God, for they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Save them, Jesus. Visit them with angels. Visit them with angels. Visit them, Spirit of God. Let them have encounters with the truth of who you are. Where they've never received love in their life, would you let them receive life and dead hearts be turned to life, God? Dead hearts be turned to life. In Jesus' name. Now remind us to pray for the trapped God. Remind us, God, to pray for what is on your heart. Lord, we want to specifically now start praying for deliverance of addiction for each person in this country in Jesus' name. Yeah, Jesus, we want to come repent, Lord, where our hearts have become hard, Lord, towards those communities that have very little other options at the age of 10, 9, 11, 12 to turn to gangsterism, to turn to drugs. We are sorry, Lord, that our hearts have grown cold because of the enormity of the problem. But God, you are God over all nations, over all skins, over all hearts. And we pray for miracles in the areas where children are faced with molestation, drugs, and gangsterism since they can remember would you, Lord, come and do a mighty thing in those communities? Use us, God. Would you send us, God, to love on people in whichever capacity we can, to give them another option, God? We know you want to release heaven on earth through your bride. And we're sorry, God, that because of it, it's so overwhelming, God, that we often just turn around, God. Yeah, we're sorry because our faith is not in the size of the problem or what's the cash in our pocket or the time in our hands. Our faith is in you, Jesus. So if it's one life, God, that can be saved through us, would you teach us and come show the bride of South Africa how Jesus would have hang, been hanging out with these people, God? Come and teach us, God. We just repent, God, for neglecting that, that part that's such a big thing on your heart, God. Come and teach us how. And we just pray for mighty manifestations, God, of your love to those people in those communities, God. We bless the people that are reaching out right now in those communities. We bless the pastors from those communities. We bless the mothers that are taking in 10 and 20 kids to love them. We bless them and we pray increase on their food, their finances, their bedding, whatever they need, God. We bless every Christian that's in an area that knows gangsters day and night. Lord, give them boldness, God, and thank you for the blood of Jesus over their lives. You protect them from bullets, 
from, from slander, from knives. You just protect them supernaturally, the Christians in those communities, and give them an urgency, God, to speak the word of the gospel to the people around them. For it is the power of you, God, unto salvation in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, we put our trust and hope in you, Jesus. Jesus, we want to pray for the unsaved of our nation. And, and with that, guys, when we pray now for the unsaved to see Jesus, I want you to pray for yourself to start noticing the unsaved, to see them the way God sees them. Because the word actually says, I don't read him saying, pray for the harvest. I read him saying, pray for the harvesters, because the unsaved are so ready to get saved. The saved are distracted or maybe fearful, but God, tonight you deliver us and you turn our eyes just so more and deeper to you. So let's pray for the unsaved and for ourselves to start seeing them the way God sees them. Jesus, where we, many of us have forgotten how to invite people to encounter one. Many of us have forgotten how to invite people to our small group. Lord Jesus, we repent. Many of us have forgotten how to invite people to this evening service or to the morning service. We just want to repent that we have forgotten, that we have forgotten what your heart beats for. Your heart only beats for people, no other thing. Your heart only beats for the kingdom of heaven to come in the lives of people. Lord, and we want to repent as harvesters that have fallen asleep in certain areas, that have become distracted in certain areas. Wake us up, God. Wake us up, God. Lord, we don't want to not be touched by the fact that we didn't invite anybody in the last few months maybe just to meet some part of you, God. We want our hearts to break for what your heart breaks, God. And thank you, you're not a God of condemnation. You're a God of hope, of inspiration, and of life. So we do thank you for the many times where people were able to come when we've invited them, God. Because you're so good like that, Lord, to draw people onto you. And we want to say, Lord, come wake up, wake up our hearts, Lord, to really have an urgency to love those that don't know you. We want to be obedient to the Spirit of God. Whether it's an invite for lunch, God, or invite for church, Speak to us, Holy Spirit, about the people that are already in our life that don't know you, that are in this nation, that are in our street, that are in our buildings, God. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Show us who do we invite for coffee, for lunch, for a run. Who do we just, just when we walk past them, instead of walking past, just stop and say, how are you doing? Teach us, Holy Spirit, to see with your eyes of love and of hope and of such an urgency to connect people with your heart. We are your harvesters. We're willing, but you need to teach us, God, and give us an urgency. We choose urgency, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Johannesburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.com.